Greetings in the name of peace. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. Peace and blessings be upon him. This is the who is the synagogue of Satan part three. A lot of our people do not want to deal with reality. A lot of our people do not want to face the facts. And the facts is God has taken the kingdom from Israel and has given it to a Gentile non-Israelite heathen nation. This is seen in the book of Deuteronomy 32:21. Now, we have to deal with the fact that the Bible says God hates Esau. I truly believe that Esau is a metaphor for those who worship Esau. Esau is the name of Jesus in Arabic. We know that God hates sun worship and sun worship is all over. Not only sun worship, but Mary worship. It's all over. And Muhammad, peace be upon him, he tipped over these huge idols. So I want to show Israelites because they hold so firm to the scripture where it says God hates Esau. Well, the Bible also says he hates Israel. Now, I know you won't believe me unless I give you the Bible chapter and verse. And this is going to be the book of Psalms, chapter 75, 59. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly aboard Israel. Now, that is like 10 times higher than when it says he hates Esau. The Bible says God greatly abhorred Israel. Now I'm going to give you another precept. Because I do not like to do island scriptures. Like the Israelites do with Psalms 83. No. I like to give you more witnesses. Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. A lot of y'all like running to Paul. Y'all love running to Paul. If it wasn't for Paul, you wouldn't even have some of these scriptures you holding on right now against Ishmael. So I'm going to deal with Deuteronomy 32, 19. This is my next reference. And when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them. This them is Israelites because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. Now I'm going to give you another scripture. This is Zechariah 11:8. Three shepherds also I cut off in one month, and my soul loathed them. That word loathe means hate, and their souls also <laughs> hated me or bored me. So God is saying he hated them, and they hated him. Now a lot of the Israelite camps like to bring out Mark 8:31, proving that these were Israelites when he talked about the elders, the chief priests and the scribes. And that's going into the three shepherds. That's their breakdown. So by their own mouth, they admit 
to God hating Israel. Now I'm going to give you another one because I'm nice. This is going to be in 1 Kings 11:14. This is going to prove how God is behind the temple being destroyed. God is for the enemies of Israel, attacking them, hurting them, causing them to lose their inheritance, enslaving them. All these were penalties that if we would break his law, God would be an adversary to us through our enemies. So let's look at first Kings eleven fourteen, and the Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon, Hadad, the Edomite. He was of the king's seed in Edom. So God stirred up an Edomite to be against Israel. Verse 23, and God stirred him up another adversary, Rezon, the son of Eliada, which fled from his lord Hadadezer, king of Zobah. And he was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon, beside the mischief that Hadad did. And he abhorred Israel. So God stirred up an adversary that hated Israel. He was ripe for the picking. Why? Because he hated Israel. And I showed you in the Bible how the Bible says God hated Israel. So when you bring out these scriptures that say God hated Esau, well, God hated Israel. Also, let's keep going on. Part of the stipulations for Solomon building a house to God was that he and the children of Israel must keep the covenant. If they didn't keep the covenant, God would forsake them, kick them out of the land and kick them out of his house and destroy his house. You're going to see that the most high was for the house of Israel being destroyed. So for those who like to run to Psalms 137 and pull out that raise it, raise it. Well, children of Israel failed. We had enemies that we could have destroyed. But what happened? We were the losers. We were the losers. The Quran brings out losers. We lost our enemies prevailed against us because we broke the covenant. This is going to be first Kings chapter nine, verse seven. Then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them and this house, which I have hollowed for my name. Will I cast out of my sight and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people or all nations. Now it makes sense what I've been preaching this whole time. That's all I preach is Matthew 21, 43, Matthew 21, 43, second Ezra's 124, Deuteronomy 32, 21, Ezekiel chapter 21, verse 25, 26, 
27. I constantly bring out those scriptures because these scriptures actually bring out the truth that God has given the kingdom to Ishmael. And he actually passed through all the other nations. I brought this out, how the children of Israel went into Assyrian captivity. That was the northern kingdom. Then they went into what? Babylonian captivity. That was Judah. And the residue of the children of Israel, speaking of the northern kingdom. Then they went into what? Then they went into Persian captivity. Then they went into what? Greco Roman captivity. And to this day, we are in captivity. The last messenger of another nation that God gave the seal of the prophethood to is the prophet Mohammed. Think of the story when Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and they threw him in a pit to kill him. Guess who came to the rescue of Joseph? The Ishmaelites. Guess who has the truth about what really happened to Jesus or Joseph? The Ishmaelites. They have the truth that he didn't die. Nor was he crucified. And it says they certainly didn't crucify him. This same nation comes a prophet whom God gave the seal of the prophethood to. So getting back to who is the synagogue of Satan. I just showed you scriptures where it literally says God hated Israel. I showed you scriptures where God said he would cast Israel away and people will look at what he done to his house and they will hiss at the children of Israel. We are a byword to this day. No loopholes. There was no loophole in the book of Deuteronomy 28. He literally says, no man shall save you. That's how it concludes. If you break this covenant, there is not going to be any help from you. So that help was going to come through another nation. God is so good. He has sent us a rescue. He sent us a lifeboat. And look how ungrateful we is. It's the pride of our countenance. That's all it is. And I want to get that for you. Let's go to that scripture where it brings out the pride of our countenance. We think because we black, we better. The book of Psalms 10:4. the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Now, a lot of these camps use that for Esau. Yeah, that's true. There are Edomites who pride in their skin. But this is the thing. There's also blacks, people like me, who pride in our countenance. And guess what? There's also Arabians who pride in a countenance. And guess what? There's also Mexicans who pride in a countenance. Many men pride in in a countenance and God is not in all their thoughts because God seeth not like man see man look on the outside but God he looketh at the heart 
So these same precepts that we use about the Edomites glorying in a skin tone also goes for us. It's not about race. That ain't why we got kicked out of Israel. That ain't the most important thing. And none of them things really matter. I'll tell you what does matter. Not associating anyone with God. Not ascribing partners with God. That matters. Not taking lords in addition to God. That matters. Those type of things right there. Those are the things that hold the heavier weight. These Israelite camps, they're swallowing camels, straining nets. They major on the miners. They actually will say you are in sin if you're not wearing fringes. When fringes is only mentioned three times in the entire Bible and not mentioned one time in the Apocrypha or in the New Testament. It's not even a commandment. But yet, these people will literally take you down on the smallest, minute thing. Now, if we were in Jerusalem, we had the temple, we had the Levites, our names are in the registry, and we were still in that old covenant, yes, we were commanded to wear those, but something happened. Something happened where God says, I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers. Get some understanding on that. Going back to who is the synagogue of Satan? I got more scriptures. I want to bring out scriptures in Matthew 23:33, where it says, ye serpents. Jesus called the southern kingdom leaders serpents. That means a malicious person. He called them devils. Now, the Bible does say that Esau is the wicked. They shall call them the border of wickedness. That is Malachi 1.4. But I want to bring to your attention Ezekiel Chapter 21, verse 25. And thou profane, wicked prince of Israel. So the Bible calls the prince of Israel wicked. Then it says whose day is come when iniquity shall have an end. Thus saith the Lord God, remove the diadem and take off the crown. This shall not be the same. What does that mean? This shall not be the same. In other words, there's not going to be any more kings coming through the lines of the northern kingdom or through the lines of the southern kingdom. It's not going to be the same no more. Y'all trying to make it the same. He said, this shall not be the same. What God said he's going to do. He said he was going to go to other nations, right? Well, watch this. This shall not be the same. Exalt him that is low. That's the valley. That's the valley that John the Baptist was talking about. When he said exalt every valley and abase every hill. Who was the hill? The hill 
was the nation of Israel. We was high above all nations. So going back to the scriptures, he said, exalt him that is low. That's a Gentile. Abase him that is high. That's an Israelite. Then it says, I will overturn, overturn, overturn it. And it shall be no more. Going back to verse 26, when he said, this shall not be the same. Same thing in different words. And then he says, until he whose right it is. That's Shiloh. That's the prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon him. And I will give it him. Dang. Now, this is the same thing that was spoken in Jeremiah 22, 29, when he says, oh, earth, oh, earth. That's exactly what he just said in verse 27 of Ezekiel 21. I will overturn, overturn, overturn. Going back to Jeremiah 22, 29. Oh, earth, oh, earth, earth. Hear the word of the Lord. In other words, what I'm about to say, you can take it to the bank. Thus says the Lord, write ye this man childless, a man that shall not prosper in his days, for no man of his seed shall prosper. And that's not just talking about all the way to Zerubbabel, then the scepter is back in the hand of Judah. No, that scepter was gone. They was only governors, not kings, bruh. All right. He told the king of Judah that he would not have any more seed ruling anymore. And that precepts with Ezekiel 21, 25 to 27. Hope you got that written down. Because this is scriptures they don't bring out. These scriptures I'm going over, brothers, they do not touch these scriptures. All right. They like we made it this far. We got all these people. All we got to do is be like the Christian church. Going on. Also, there were some other things I wanted to go over. I wanted to go over how Jesus said he would destroy the temple. This is Matthew 26, 61. And said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. Mark 14, 58. And we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. And within three days, I will build another made without hands. All right. So I want to go to John 2, 13. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem and he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. So look, he drove the lost sheep out of the temple. He drove the lost sheep out of the temple. Did y'all get that? And poured out the changers money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. So the Jews answered and said to him, what sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? So I'm proving to you, y'all, the synagogue of Satan was the Jews. They had all their hope and glory in this temple. The children of Israel were worshiping other gods inside the temple. That's in the scripture. The children of Israel was supposed to have the temple. 
Now, this is the same temple that Solomon was praying that God would come and dwell with us, that he would abide and make his abode with us. And this is what we did inside the temple, worshiping other gods. Come on, man. Why you think Jesus went in there and ransacked that joint, man? And he was talking about destroying the temple. And the temple was destroyed. Now I want to look at I want to look at the fig tree because I brought this out and I did a message on the fig tree. The fig tree is very important and I seen something in it so powerful this morning. This is going to be the book of Matthew chapter 21 and it's going to be verse 18. Now in the morning as he returned into the city he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, brothers, study. The fig tree represents Israel. Okay. He came to it and found nothing there on. So at the time he came. In the century he was born. Israel should have been fruitful by then. They haven't been fruitful yet. So what did he do? This is what he did. But he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. Now, do you get that? He said leaves only. In other words, he came to Israel and he was like, leave. It's time for y'all to leave. Get out of here. I seen that this morning. I just was like, wow, he came to it. He didn't find nothing on it. And he was just like, hey, leave. It's time for y'all to get up out of here. Y'all playing games. All right. What would you say to a grown ass man sitting around playing video games all day when he's supposed to be leading his nation? Get your ass out of here. Get out. And the Lord said that to the chief priests and the chief rulers. Y'all playing games. As much as y'all talk about y'all hate white people. Here y'all is saying y'all have no king but Caesar. Oh, they got to get up out of here. It's time for them to get out of here. And that's a metaphor in itself. Because even though Caesar was Idumean. He was of the Roman Empire, okay? Christians and Israelite camps, what are they saying? We have no king but Jesus, but Isa. We have no king but Isa. In the Bible, if you thoroughly look at it and examine it, you just can't go off the little island scriptures. If you thoroughly look at it through the types and shadows, Jesus is governor. He's not king. All right. He is not king and he didn't come to be a king when they tried to make him a king. He ran. So these Israelite camps, they are the ones running around here saying they have no king but Jesus or Caesar, because what are they doing? They enforcing the Paul's Roman 13. Hey, if the police is there, get a hold of them for them to help you. They are all about Paul's law. All right. They are in union. They are in unison 
with the police, okay? And even one of these camps in particular, Bishop Nathaniel, he actually came from working in the police force. He was a detective, putting people in jail. And I ain't ashamed to say it, he still got these brothers in jail. And these brothers love it. They ain't woke up yet. We pray that God have mercy on them and open up their eyes. Proving to you, brothers, that the synagogue of Satan is the real Jews. Now, if you want to have a discussion, you can set it up and we can do this thing. My last words to you is, brothers, even your own bishop, for those who are in these camps that have bishops, so-called bishops, they tell you not to hate the white man. They tell you that the scriptures say, don't hate or abhor an Edomite because he is your brother. So how in the hell is he the devil now? So your brother's the devil? So what you going to do? Bring out that Job scripture where it says, I am a brother to dragons. I mean, what y'all going to do, man? He didn't tell you that Esau was the devil. You know who he told you who was the devil? He said you is the devil. He said Israel is the devil. He said Israel is serpents, vipers, hypocrites, blind guides, false prophets, false teachers. He said that about Israel, wicked, profane, prince. He said that about Israel, bruh. All right, that'd be it. Uh, shalom, shalom, assalamu alaikum to my brothers that are in the real truth. And please, please get somebody or get counsel with someone who's higher up than you and tell them to explain to you Matthew 21, 43, what nation he was speaking of. Because I've been asking this this whole time. And so far, I got about three different breakdowns for it. And it all doesn't make any sense. Shalom.